In this episode, I'm speaking with Joshua Cloak, a writer who covers the Leafs and Toronto FC for The Athletic. Joshua spent time with Maple Leafs prospect Pontus Aberg, whose climb up the hockey ladder is being made with an unusual twist. The 26-year-old forward from Sweden is one of the NHL's rare single fathers. Professional hockey is often associated with a life spent on the road, isolated from family by time commitments of being on a team. Aberg has found a balance. As he tells Joshua of his daughter, she makes me happy. So, Joshua, thanks for taking the time to chat. I'm just wondering, the opening scene of the story, can you explain it to us? Yeah, you know, I had someone uh, very wise a long time ago tell me that, you know, you should always, when you get an answer, always dig for more details and and, and never kind of be satisfied when, uh, you know, when, when the subject kind of gives you things just right away and wants to move on and, um I was talking to to Pontus after practice and he was kind of telling me about what his day-to-day is generally like. And I said, so like, what, what does today look like for you? Like, what are you doing with, with, uh, with Molly today? And it's something that I've kind of discovered is, is, you know, if you put players like right in the present and not just say like, what do you do generally? Like literally, what are you doing today? It's front of mind for them. And so he was pretty eager. He's like, I got to, a movie showing, um, you know, in a little over an hour and I, I really got to get out of here and, you know, I'm going to see frozen and like, you could kind of see him. We, we had to schedule another follow-up chat. You could see him getting a bit antsy because he, he was, he really wanted to end that interview and get, get out of there and get you know, <laughs> to, the, to the movie theater. So it, that was really interesting to, to hear because again, if you ask anybody like that has children, like, what do you do with them? And, you know, you list off kind of generic things, but that was really cool because you got a sense of, you know, how someone has to balance, you know, their responsibilities at home with the responsibilities of being a professional hockey player. And it's interesting too, because I, you know, the Marlies are generally a team full of young players. And you ask, I've asked that question to a number of guys, like, what are you doing after practice? And it's usually a mix of sleeping and Fortnite. So this was that's when I kind of knew I was on to something um, when I got that scene with, uh, with Frozen. Let's take a walk back. Who is Pontus? Who is Pontus Aberg? He is probably best described as an NHL, AHL journeyman. He's the kind of player that, you know, always is, is pretty intriguing to teams because he has, at least Sheldon Keith has described him, to have high-end elite skill. Um, he's a player that was drafted second round in 2012 but then you know it took a few years to get he was drafted by Nashville took a few years to get to you know the NHL he didn't make his debut until the playoffs in 2015-16 he was with Milwaukee their AHL team he's with the Nashville organization until 2018 and then he's traded to the Oilers and the next season he signs with the Ducks and he bounces up and down with their AHL team and then he goes to Minnesota um, stays with them and, and all along, you know, especially through that last stretch from 2018 to 2020, he's played for four different teams. Um, and all along, most of the time he's living in hotels, uh, because he's not sure, you know, if this is going to be a permanent stop for him, he's signed to short-term deals and all along he's bringing his daughter and sometimes his grandmother along to live in hotels and, and, try and make this this thing this this NHL dream work um, again really talented 
player, uh, 2018-19. He scored 11 goals in 37 games with the Ducks. So there's something there. He just hasn't really been able to establish it on a full-time basis in the NHL. And, and in public, certainly with media, he's regarded as, as someone who I guess could be potentially misunderstood. Uh, you write that you know, he can be a bit dry and he can be a bit terse when he's meeting with folks. Yeah, he can be a bit prickly, um, which is why when I kind of got wind of the fact that he is a single dad, I, I, I remember going to Marley's PR and I kind of said, look, like, what, how does he feel about this? Is this something that he'd be open to talking about further? Because he, you know, to just a little bit of how the sausage is made, he was telling me kind of about, I, my plan was to go in originally and do a story on whether or not Ponte Zaberg has a chance of making the Leafs because he was, he looked really good in his opening stint with the Marlies. And then his, as we're talking about hockey life, whatever, he mentions his family. And I just kind of said, Oh, your, your wife and children are here. He said, just my daughter. And you know, your spidey senses start tingling and you, you wonder what's up, but you also don't want to pry too much because and that's the balance you walk is, is when you're doing these personal stories is how much do you try to unpack and then, you know, do you try and unpack it later? And, and so that's what I did. And the sense that I got from Marley's PR was he's someone that really keeps to himself, um, you know, super competitive guy on and off the ice, but, but does generally keep to himself. And what I learned through reporting is that's because he has a lot on his plate that, that most AHL players don't. Um, and so, uh, I kind of forget what the question was, but yeah, that's kind of where, that's kind of where, where I got in terms of like discovering this about him and and how I kind of started to unpack what, what it's about for him. Right. How did you, uh, get him to tell his story to you for someone who can be, uh, prickly or who, you know, does like to keep to himself. This is, this is an intimate detail, an intimate look into his life. How did you get him to share it with you? it's a good question and it it, it's funny I kind of when Marley's PR said yeah he he'd probably talk about it like I don't think he's been asked about it what I've tried to do and and what I hope I do is just not place a serious weight on the conversations because sometimes when you're talking to players about who they are off the ice you, you try not to approach it like you know you're on 60 minutes or whatever and it's it doesn't have to be this serious thing and and so I just kind of said I want to talk to you um uh, about your daughter and I said I I I kind of tried to again how the sausage is made I kind of tried to disarm a bit because I said I I have a a young son who at that point was just a little over a year old and I'm always looking for parenting advice um and you know he kind of lightened up a bit at that poor attempt at humor and then we we kind of got rolling and if you I mean I'm not saying anything revolutionary here but if you just try and talk to athletes as as people it's you know that that that's that's sometimes just the, the key and and it it's I mean the whole time he's he's talking about this I was genuinely marveling at, at how someone can do this being a single parent full stop is probably as hard a job as there exists and to do that while trying to balance the demands of being on the road like you know hl teams go on the road for long long stretches it's it was really interesting so 
yeah, try some bad jokes and then show a genuine interest. Which leads into the next question of, um, you know, professional athlete, single parent, uh, how does he make it work? Well, he has his mother here um, who has moved with him, not through every spot, but through most spots and moved to Toronto with him. So the three of them live together in their downtown apartment. Um, she's not in daycare um, because Ponte Seberg is smart and he doesn't pay Toronto daycare fees. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he, so that helps, um, that helps him go to practice and, and kind of live that life. But his entire time away from the rink is just focused on her and, and he's teaching her how to skate and he's, taking her to the Disney store and Eaton center. And he's generally kind of, I guess we could say sacrificing a lot of the, the, the bonuses that come with being a professional athlete in Toronto. And that's, you know, dining and entertainment and living a bit of a celebrity lifestyle. Um, but his, his, his mother, so Molly's grandmother, I think plays a big part. I mean, his mother left, his uh her husband in sweden to go kind of become a you know i guess a nanny in a way um and that's that's something that that he has said is he's incredibly grateful for um but he manages by and and, and you know pontus was the first to admit and people that have, are close to him have said that he had a lot of maturing to do off the ice earlier in his career and one of the more interesting things he, he said to me was that, you know, Molly has helped him mature and Molly has helped him kind of avoid that hockey lifestyle that, that can sometimes, you know, hurt a, a, a player's play, uh, you know, on the ice. Um, so it, he, he balances it well. Um, and he, he just, he takes the time that he needs to away from the rink very, very seriously and, and to, to talk to him. I don't think he has a lot of hobbies or, or free time away from the rink. And I think every young parent can attest to that. Like your, your private time and your free time kind of go out the window. And, and again, that was something that I identified with as well. How do his teammates um, interact with, with him? You mentioned that they're generally younger. Not a lot of them have kids. Um, how do they interact with him? Well, he's part of a, a, you know, at the time there was a pretty serious Swedish contingent on the team with him and Timothy Lilligan and, and Rasmus Sandin. Sandin was still with the team when I did the majority of this reporting. And, and they kind of are pretty close off the ice. But, um, you know, he... He also his 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 stall is kind of in the corner of the locker room, and you know you you learn that that players that are more vocal and you know have that kind of traditional leadership role, their stalls are usually more to the center of the room, and and he's pretty happy kind of being on his own. Apparently, he can get pretty vocal and feisty around the ping pong table, but he keeps to himself. And I think players, my understanding again, in, in, in his teammates I spoke to have a, a pretty incredible understanding of, of an appreciation of, of what he has to do. I mean, I spoke to Michael Hutchinson who at the time was with the Marlies and he said like he, he would be lost 
he has a young child as well, very young, and he would be lost without his his wife and their support system. So he kind of marvels at at Pontus's life and and his situation. So I mean, he's 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 older too, right? He's he's twenty six. A lot of these guys are are a little bit younger, so he kind of keeps to himself. And I think a lot of the players just have to respect that, right? One thing Michael Hutchinson told you is that, uh, quote, as a hockey player, the way you live is very selfish. What do you think he meant by that? Well, your life, there's no flexibility in your schedule. You know, like if you're, you and I, you know, started chatting a few days ago about meeting for a coffee to discuss something else. And we were able to put it together on what, two or three days notice. Like you, you can't do that when you're a professional athlete, you, you have your entire day structured. And I love asking, you know, any professional athlete about their game day routine because they have it mapped out to the minute. There's not a lot of flexibility with, with what they can do and and when and where they can go. Like they know when their vacation time is going to be, they know, you know, the, when their bye week is set, that's when they can go away and that you can't, you know, you generally get one day off a week and, you know, you can, you're, you're probably with your families then, but there's, you know, you, you take pregame naps because you have to. And that's an incredible luxury for an adult to, to, to have is to be able to take naps, but you need to take them. And so that lack of flexibility is, is it's just part of the lifestyle. Um, and I think that again, you know, it, it, one thing as well that was really interesting, um, Sheldon Keefe was the coach of the Marlies at the time um, in reporting the story. And, and he talked to, to me about how it was tough sometimes to keep Pontus engaged, be it in drills or in team meetings. So this is something that clearly weighs on him and can probably be a distraction at times. Um, and so it, it, it all adds up to, you know, a player that, that, like I kind of said, doesn't have free time and doesn't kind of doesn't live the the typical hockey player lifestyle. Hockey culture has been under the microscope quite a bit for, for many bad reasons uh, recently. Um, But part of the culture is, you know, especially uh, below the NHL is, you know, team bonding, team dinners, that sort of thing. It it can be meaningful because typically most players are very young. They have a lot of free time. Um, what does this do for him you know, socially? Does this leave him a little bit more isolated than he might be otherwise? Yeah, I, I think it does. Um, of, of note, I kind of, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many people I've told I got a, a note um, from his mother uh, after this story came out. The story got picked up um, in a few Swedish outlets, which I was – super grateful for and and i got a note from his mom just saying thank you for for showcasing the sacrifices that that pontus has had to make in his life and i mean every mother will always go to bat for their children so that was you know really nice to kind of to to get um and to kind of let me in there to to that kind of that aspect of his life and and i think it's been really really hard for him to settle in one destination i mean you just look at his hockey db page and he's he's bounced around these past few years and i don't think that's directly a result of being a a single parent but i i think it 
it's it's played a role because as as Sheldon Keith said, it's it's tough to keep him engaged. It's tough to keep him as part of of you know this team. I think he wants to be part of this team. I mean, he he this, he got called up to the Leafs, and but you know he he also didn't look incredibly comfortable there. So, I mean, again, Fitzy, you know, and and all young parents know. I certainly know that when you have a young child, you're, you're kind of always on edge in a lot of ways. You know, you, you send them off to daycare in the morning, but you, you still spend a lot of the day thinking about, well, what comes next? What do I have to, when do I have to get dinner ready? And I hope they're okay. And you get a call from daycare and you assume the worst. And it, it's, you, you just spend a lot of time worrying, which, geez, I hope every young parent does that. I know I do. And, and <laughs> I'm sure that that's, I'm sure that that's part of, of it for him because like Michael Hutchinson said, it's a selfish lifestyle. Like, boy, I, I spend a lot of time talking to other Marley's and other Leafs and their days. I mean, <laughs> it's a great story out of the Leafs about their bye weeks and how a few of them went to go to golf at Augusta because they just had a week of downtime to fill. Like I'm saying that and I can't even imagine that. And so he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have, he doesn't have that luxury. And, and, you know, I, I hope we're not painting fatherhood in a really negative light, but it's, it's reality that you, your focus turns away from yourself and, and it probably, it, I know it impacted my performance at work and, Maybe it impacted yours. Maybe it impacts a lot of young parents because you just maybe you have to wonder if it did for him as well, right? It's one thing I wanted to, to ask. You're, you're a relatively uh, new parent yourself. How did that influence you when you sat down to write and shape this story? I think you have – it's a good question. I mean, I just tried to have an understanding of, of just how hard – it is and how like and what a serious serious responsibility he has you know like he the interesting thing to me there's a bunch of interesting things but he said that you know when when him and his former his ex-girlfriend got pregnant he wanted to keep molly you know he wanted to keep her in his life and he wanted to be you know the 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 the, the, the caregiver the, the sole you know parent and and it was when it was clear that the two of them were not going to be able to make their relationship work he wanted molly and i mean that's just an incredible thing to take on as you're trying to become an nhl player and, and i don't know if i like tried to put myself in his shoes because that's impossible but you just you, <laughs> the, the truth is I, I, I'd been working on this story for a while, uh, kind of chipping away at it, kind of trying to build it as best I possibly could. And I had the framework pretty much done and I was starting to slowly put it together. And then out of nowhere, he gets called up and <laughs> I was driving. I was, well, I was parked at an SO filling up, uh, filling up the tank and I got a buzz and it was, you know, an alert from Leafs PR Ponte Saberg has been called up and I got back in the car and frantically called my editor and said, what, what, what the hell do we do? Like, this is probably the time. 
And if he talks today, maybe it comes up in a scrum and we lose this story and what do we do? And, and you know, the decision was made to, to go forward with the story like right away. Um, and the next call I made was to my wife. Um, and I said, you, can you pick him up? Can you pick him up from daycare? I have to go away into, you know, I have to go somewhere else and leave the home and like really hunker down on this thing. And because, you know, my wife is a saint, she said, of course, like whatever, whatever you need. And, and that, that got me thinking right away. Like he doesn't have that. I mean, his, his mother is there, but he also doesn't have a partner who he can rely on to shoulder the load. So you have to weigh that into consideration as well. Um, because it's funny, I was, I was thinking about that. That was one of the first things I thought and kind of told my wife after they, after I filed this, I said, I feel good about this story. I think it's something I can be, you know, just a little bit proud of, but I probably wouldn't have been able to do it within these tight time constrictions if it hadn't been for you. So yeah, that was definitely something to think about. The last question I have is there moments of, of real sort of obvious love and tenderness um, that you include in the, in the story of interactions between father and daughter. And, and there's one here, I just want to read it, is that Aberg marvels at just how intertwined his hockey life has become with his life as a father. He points to a cut above his right cheek. Quote, as soon as I came home with this, she ran to put a Band-Aid on it, said Aberg. When I hurt my foot last year, she played doctor. Do you have a, a different appreciation for that? And, and maybe, you know, that sort of secondary level of, of understanding because you do have that relationship of, of your own home. You, you know, we're, we're recording this the day after, um, you know, the, a big day uh, where people talk a lot about mental health on social media. Um, and I think you, you know, sometimes we, and I, and I don't know if you experienced this as well. When I talk to friends about athletes and because I have a lot of friends that are Leafs fans and sometimes they want to know about players and sometimes not, but you, you end up talking a little bit about it and, you know, everyone's just kind of carrying something. Everyone's got their own story and every, you know, there's, we, we, we shouldn't be taking these these people that we are very fortunate to be around and, and talking about, we shouldn't take them at, you know, face value and everybody has kind of a, a story and it, it, everybody has, everybody has their own stuff going on. And, and he, you know, I was really fortunate that he would, you know, wanted to talk about this, but when something like that, you, you, you just, I don't know, you, you try to give them a, I don't want to say you, you you want to give him a break, but you want to really treat his career um, just in a different light, you know, and, and being a journeyman, I'm sure isn't easy. And, and um, I don't know, I look at, I look at those things he, he kind of said, and, and you, you realize that there's, there's still a lot of joy as, as hard as his hockey career has been, there's, there's, you can tell there's so much joy that, that he gets out of being a, a, a single parent. Um, and it's probably given him something that, that, you know, in his life that, that he never would have had otherwise. And, uh, it, yeah, stuff like that is, 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 is tough to kind of consider because I don't know what he's fully, what he's going through. And, 
but again, you, you try to just look at people a little more fairly and, 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 you know, try and give them a chance to, I don't know, tell their stories, but yeah, that, 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 that was a tough one now that you mentioned it. Joshua, let's leave it there. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, Fitzy.